Afternoon Quickie on ringscoops.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Afternoon Quickie right here on ringscoops.com. I'm that ringscoops guy joined with my co host, Kat. What's going on, Kat? Not much. Just trying to avoid the heat. Man, it's uh, this summer is just intense. It's, it's almost like the earth moved like a million miles closer to the freaking sun. Straight up, yeah. And then you got so much heat in the wrestling world today; it it's absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah, man, what a what a twenty four hours it's been. Uh, just for context and reference, everybody out there, we're recording this on Sunday, September sixth. Uh, it is six twenty p.m. Pacific time. Um, just twenty four hours ago was the uh, AEW pay per view. Um, is it's all out, right? Not all in. Yeah, it's all out. Yeah, okay. So that first one was all in, and then when they started AEW, they changed it to all out. Yep. I'm assuming this is because um, I'm not, you know, that big of a AEW watcher, but I assume that this is like their version of WrestleMania, like they're this is their biggest event of the year. Who knows? Because according to Tony Khan, every single one of their pay per views is is better than WrestleMania. <laughs> that's true uh he did say that about double or nothing um i do like the the pay-per-view schedule for AEW though it reminds me of uh growing up they had the you know the big four then the big five and um i think for an upstart like AEW, i think it was wise for them to go that route so they're doing a monthly pay-per-view I definitely agree with that one because that's why, you know, WWE still has the four major pay-per-views that people pay attention to. Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. They all go into each other. And then you got all the fillers. I definitely think it's a good idea. Some of their matches, I believe, should not have even been on their buy-in. How many matches were on their pre-show? Uh, they had a lot on their pre-show. So they had like that that um, Joey Janela match. They had the Casino Battle Royale, which to me, I'm like, that could have you know gone on to your main show. They had the the match that I thought that definitely didn't deserve to be on there. Big Swole versus Britt Baker. You finally had a feud for your women's division. And, of course, it has to be the wife of Cedric Alexander and the girlfriend of Adam Cole. Okay. The way that they incorporated mentioning both those guys without mentioning those guys in the feud was great. But put them in a match on the buy-in, and then you have Britt Baker administrate herself Novocaine was hilarious. I'm assuming, because like I said, I don't watch AEW that much, but I'm assuming that this match had a lot of history and heat behind it, right? Quite quite the build. Yes. Yes. 
from I don't really watch much of AEW. I've seen like highlights, but I saw the highlights to this one and it literally was a whole thing of from the time that they started it in the beginning of the year, right before COVID started, Britt Southern said that she was the best female wrestler around in AEW. Mm-hmm. Big Swole came out in Southern and said, well, we all know who's the best talker, baby. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and Britt called Cedric her, her book kept sitting there saying, well, at least my, like, least my boyfriend is better than yours and is a champion. She said, sweetheart, at least I have a ring on mine, baby. <laughs> so this Mine's entire my husband. <laughs> this entire program was built more around Cedric and Adam Cole than it was about these two women then. It was literally so much about the two guys and how they are while also incorporating themselves and the fact that Britt Baker has been trying to avoid Big Swole Mm. and then had all the injuries and all this other stuff and tried getting all these other people the thing that I thought was funny is the fact that it was a tooth and nail match. <laughs> what, what's what's the stipulation on that? Like what? How does that? They go? had a fight in Britt Baker's dental office. Oh, so this was a cinematic match. Yep. In a and in a dentist office. In Britt's actual dental office in Florida. Please, please tell me there was some kind of reference to Isaac Yankum somewhere in there. No, but there was a reference to those, uh, you know, laughing teeth. The... You know, those wind-up teeth. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I guess from the video that I saw, literally, like, Big will open the thing, and she goes, she dumb, and she's, like, got all the wind-up teeth right there. <laughs> and then, like, because me and my uh, co-worker were looking at some of the highlights of it, and I told him, I was like, so apparently Big Swole won by giving Brit Novocaine. And then we saw the video to it, I was like, you don't even see Swole's hand anywhere near the needle in the leg. You literally see Brit literally inject it into her own leg. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm like, I, I'm just... That, that just... I'm just so confused. Took me and just went. I'm done. <laughs> oh, I would be too. I'm just confused at the idea that somebody in the back thought, "Hey, this would be a great idea to visually show somebody injecting themselves." It doesn't matter with what. It could be insulin. It could be, um, you know, Novocaine or anything like that. Just the the visual representation of taking a needle and injecting it in yourself, especially. In professional wrestling, where everybody's been trying to get away from something like that, because this fucking how they did the steroids back in the day, they injected it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, AEW isn't the sharpest tool in the shed, but from what I've gathered of their buy-in, they had about like four or five matches on their buy-in. How long was the pre-show? Like more than an hour. It was like an hour and a half. Okay, because I know like at WrestleMania, when they do like the two-hour pre-show, they have like maybe two or three matches on there. Yeah, they had – it was nothing but matches on their pre-show. Well, I'm, I mean, for people that want a lot of content in the ring, I guess that's good for them. But 
Um, if there was a lot of history behind this, as ridiculous as the storyline sounds to me personally, um, I, I, I just I don't understand why they would put a match like that on the pre-show. Were there matches on the main card that had less build? Majority of them. Really? Yeah. Man. I I want to know who put the card together, the card structure. You know, I want to know who put that together because there's a certain art, you know, behind putting what match goes where and whatnot. Cody trying to think that he's is dead. Well, here's the thing: was Cody there? <laughs> Because I know Cody's off. Yeah, Cody's the producer. Yeah, but he's off filming he's the, um, something. Yeah, but he's still backstage. He still does backstage to produce. So he was there it's last him night. And the, yeah, it's him and the Young Bucks. They put together the entire show. Well, what's Tony Khan's role then? Stand there and be the money pit. But, uh, and think that he can handle a wrestling company taking the money from his daddy. Yeah, but my confusion about that is with the the incident that happened last night with Matt Hardy where everybody was pushing the blame on Tony Khan because I guess Tony Khan said that um, he, the match can continue. Because Tony Khan is the president of the company. Okay. Where <laughs> Cody is the vice president and then like every single one of the elite members are all executives yeah executive and vice like, presidents right yeah they're like executive vice presidents and all these other th- they're all different cabinet members like brandy is the chief brand officer yeah i know that one and she literally goes well i'm the best chief brand officer around honey you can't even do half of the things stephanie mcmahon could do uh, the yeah branding officers don't disable their brand on social media Branding officers don't pimp out their women like they're fabulous moolah. Uh, I know nothing about that one, uh, <laughs> unless you want to elaborate on that. Have you not watched Dark Side of the Ring? No, I get the fabulous moolah part. I'm, I don't get the comparison <laughs> to Brandy Rose. The AEW heels and wanting to do it as only fans. So you're basically trying to pimp out your female talent. She was going to have nudity and pornography. She was going to offer a bunch of things onto that OnlyFans thing, and that's why she ended up deleting her Twitter for a little while because everybody went off on her. I and literally wait, you realize like you're basically saying you're going to pimp these girls out. No, I I get that. I I, I know the people were upset over the amount of money it was going to be, what was going to be offered, all that kind of honest stuff, uh, especially with this was supposed to be designed and targeted and marketed as a safe haven. And then they stamp a price tag like that on it. I didn't know anything about it supposedly supposed to be like an only fans. Yeah, it was, it was supposed to become an only fans page. She was going to release an only fans page with all the female talents and female announcers and female referees and they were all going to do all the things i mean right now they're all doing bikini photo shoots and everything and it's like still i'm like it's like you're taking your women's division and doing what the divas did with wwe but you're trying to say that it's better and it's not you're literally just trying to pimp your women out 
But there there was not supposed to be any nudity or pornography, though, right? It was supposed to be uh, OnlyFans with the the risque photo shoots. Um, she was saying and more, kind of hinting that there might have that there might be. Uh, if 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 that if there's truth to that, then I I I'm just disgusted by that. Um, <laughs> that. And it, I, I don't know. I, I, they're all adults. I guess they can do whatever they want. It's just, uh, it's just such a weird thing for that. Straight to up, be. Who, want, who wants to see Vicky Guerrero nude? <laughs> oh, I know, uh, I know somebody out in Florida that might. Um, <laughs> but that's just that's the definition of a Florida man. <laughs> you know, the one that we always see in them headlines. <laughs> Uh, Does um, his name start with a D and end with an A? It starts with a D that he can't give to anybody. <laughs> All right, so I got to ask you this: Did did you see? Because I, I I really want to talk about this a whole lot. Um, Matt Hardy, did you see the bump that he took last night? Yes. I oh my god! When I first I saw people talking about it on Twitter. And I didn't know anything of it because I didn't see the clip or nothing like that until much later. But just based off of the the early going, when I saw people talking about it, I was like, all right, what the hell did Matt Hardy do? And when I finally saw the clip, I I, I gasped so much. I didn't have any. I, I, I thought I died, too. Watch. I thought Matt died. I literally have watched the video from multiple angles. And... You literally even hear JR and Tony Schiavone go, Matt Hardy is not okay. It's like, damn right he's not okay. He didn't fucking land on the damn table. Well, he, he, <laughs> he didn't. Was nowhere near the table. And he didn't move at all for a long time. <laughs> I'll give a lot of credit so, to the referee, though, because she got in there and created a separation. For a considerable she, she amount of time, she did everything she could. Aubrey yeah. did the best job she could do at that exact yeah. moment, and that's when Sammy started to realize something was wrong. Well, I went. You know, when 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 he Matt Hardy was trying to get back up to his feet, and Sammy came over to him. Matt wasn't walking; he was being dragged by mm-hmm. Sammy. And if yeah. I, I don't care if anybody says, "Oh, the match can continue or not." If I if I'm Sammy Guevara and I'm in a match with somebody stopped. and I'm trying to walk this guy over, and we're, it's a collaboration, is what a wrestling match is, and and this guy is exactly you know whether it's intentional or not intentional. And I know in in this specific case with Matt Hardy, this was not intentional. But if, if I'm getting sandbagged, I'm going to ask myself and ask the other person, "Is there something wrong?" Exactly. Well, it's like you know. In my mind, it literally brought up. Um, um, I don't know if you remember this one, the Kurt Angle Shane McMahon match from uh, King of the Ring 2001, the street okay. fight. Yeah, when they went to go do the Olympic slam from the top rope on that board after he had already thrown Shane through the glass multiple times and already hurt each other multiple times, and Kurt had already wrestled. A match before that, literally, they were doing all these things, and he could Shane could tell that Kurt was in pain, but he was still trying to find out, like, did he have his own concussion? He, he's going through all the checks and everything, 
And then finally, Kurt said it to him, and that's when he told him, all right, let's just do this finish and end it. Because they were supposed to go a little bit longer. And Kurt finally told him as he got him up onto the rope, hey, I think I broke my tailbone. And that's why Shane literally did everything he could to help him with trying to take the as much of the impact of that Olympic slam as possible. And that because was he's that, like that was well before we knew a lot about concussions at that time too. Because a lot of the uh, stuff about CTE and concussions and all that that didn't start emerging until about two thousand six, two thousand seven. Yep. But you know, with but like I, like, like, I, like I tweeted out today um, about the situation because uh, I didn't I didn't really put a, a big statement out except for saying that not every not only does a wrestler need to be fully aware of their own symptoms of an injury but they they got to be aware of others that they share the ring with and and they share the screen with um and in this case because it wasn't at a ring wrestling it's not a single person act it's a group performance and everybody they must share in the part of safety that's one thing that i remember being taught so many times and other people being taught that I was around at the school hard knocks with Jesse Hernandez is he would really drill that in everybody's head about safety procedure, about see if you see something or if you feel a certain way, you either tell your opponent, you tell the ref, they try to figure out, especially the ref, the ref has got to mm-hmm. know how to call something on the fly as well. Just like the wrestlers. I didn't see that in this case. And if this, if this was, no. pre, if this was pre-taped, it's even worse. Because they, they, if it was pre-taped, that means that they went through all the stuff and then they still continued and they aired it. But from what I'm gathering, based on Rebby Hardy's tweets, Matt Hardy's wife, yeah, it wasn't pre-taped. No, because she was reacting in real time, right? Yes. Yeah. Because she was texting Matt and Matt was literally telling her, hey, it's time for us to go have that match. I love you. I'll talk to you later. Mm-hmm. And then she's watching the match in their in their home in Cameron, North Carolina with her dad and their three young sons. Yeah. You know, being a mom to a five-year-old son who's the same age as Maxwell, I feel for Rebby and why she's so pissed. You know, because I know how I would feel having my child watch something like that. And not only does she have a five-year-old, she has a three-year-old, and she's got a nearly one-year-old. And they all just witnessed their dad take this massive, ugly bump. And you're acting like, oh, it's perfectly fine. He's great. He's going to be on Dynamite, guys. No, you're fucking stupid. And shit. Yeah, it's... I can't even imagine. Um, it's. I mean, it, it, it's got to be traumatizing to the kids. It reminds me so much of watching uh, Beyond the Mat and seeing uh, at the Royal Rumble 99 with Mick Foley's wife and their two kids sitting ringside. And when... Mick took the multiple chair shots from the rock and seeing the reaction of his kids. It's the same thing. And we should know better in 2020. We should know damn well better than that in 2020. And I'm disappointed in, in AEW. I'm disappointed in the, uh, 
at Tony Khan and how this was done. Um, it's just, I especially I, since you don't want to take the heat. Yeah, I, and I, you're I, you're now letting his wife take it. I wish the best for Matt Hardy. I hope he's all right. I, um, we we don't know yet what the the whole story is. We know what Rebby said. And we know what Tony Khan has said, but we have not heard from Matt himself. I would lean more towards, you know, Rebby because she's way closer to home on the whole situation. And she's got nothing to gain from saying that he's hurt. She has nothing to gain at all from that. Or Tony Khan has a lot to gain by saying he's not hurt. Mm-hmm. Because he gains no backlash. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, from a PR and, and a financial standpoint. Exactly. Yeah. He wants the backlash to go on WWE for their their statements recently. Uh, but it's like he doesn't want to put it on himself. Well, you know what, little boy? You decided to beg your daddy to make you a wrestling company. This is what happens. And you know what's here's here's something that's uh, extremely interesting that I don't think a lot of people have pointed out. I have I haven't seen it, but um, Tony Khan is the son of Shad Khan, who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, an NFL team. Yes, and we all know the history between NFL players and concussions, um, all the way yes. back to Doctor Amalu, who did his research and studies on concussions as well. You would think that somebody like a Tony Khan, who's grown up with his father owning a football organization, would know about concussion protocols and how to handle it from both a medical situation and a PR situation. I don't think he's handled this very well. No, it's like he literally went, well, we sent him to a medical facility. And this is, again, where... In my mind, it literally did this whole thing of it truly separated AEW and WWE and the differences. Yeah, I think the last time that we saw a concussion like this in the ring that was this severe. Um, the, uh, Daniel Bryan against Randy Orton and Randy tried stopping the match. Oh, I think. Last year or two years ago, I can't remember uh, when it was, with uh, Goldberg and Undertaker in Saudi Arabia. Yes. That that was pretty brutal. And then again yes. with the Undertaker, WrestleMania 30. They didn't stop any of those. I know I know with the one in Saudi Arabia, I think they did as much as they could to to finish it as, as fast as they could on Audible. Um, I was disappointed. After, after all the info broke and we found out that the Undertaker had the concussion at 30, I was very disappointed in the way that uh, – that that was handled as well. Most definitely. But as like, you know, I think the whole thing was he didn't even say it to Brock. Yeah. He didn't give any indication to anybody that he was concussed. And that's what the, that he even admitted in um, the last ride documentary series Wait. is that he didn't tell anybody. He didn't know he was going to continue. Yeah, he had no clue the the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, um, and I, they all started to get the inkling when he fell. 
I think that kind of falls back a little bit on Brock too, and maybe the referee and and Paul Heyman being out there that they should have yeah they should have noticed that there was something a little off, you know, with uh, with the Undertaker. But I'll, I'll give this. Um, I think that Vince McMahon handled it himself very well because he first time in history Vince McMahon left WrestleMania to go to the hospital, yep. and he yep. really made sure that. Uh, the Undertaker was taken care of. He stayed by his side the entire time. And over time, companies, they learn from mistakes. But here's the thing. You can't just learn from your own mistakes. You got to learn from other things that have happened in similar situations within your industry and even look outside of your industry. There have been several incidences with the WWE and other companies that this has happened to. And somebody of Tony Khan's experience with his family having done stuff in the NFL and then all the years of watching the WWE because he, he said himself he's a lifelong wrestling fan, so he's just like us. He should know what to do and what not to do in situations like this. And that's a big reason why I'm just I'm disappointed in the guy. Exactly. It's like any chance that I ever thought about trying again to try and watch AEW kind of went out the window because I'm just like, if this is how you're going to handle things for your own talent, but you're going to constantly promote how you're, how you think you're better than every other wrestling company, especially the Mecca wrestling company. No, to me, you've just literally turned yourself into the last, the laughing stock of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've I heard from a lot of people that are especially the ones that are diehard AEW fans um, did not like the pay per view last night. Um, I the one match that I heard, I don't think I heard anybody trash it. I, I think it unanimously was was top rated, and I want to take time out and I want to watch this match, and that was the women's championship. I've heard that one, and then I heard besides the crappy finish. Mox and MJF. See, I, 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 I might be interested in watching that one. Um, not because of the finish or anything like that. I just want to see. It's been a while since I've seen MJF work, um, and I want to see if there's been any progression in the ring with with his in ring work from the last time I watched him up until now. And I, I do like MJF. He's is a very interesting character. I think he's got a bright future in the business. Um, I. <sighs> I personally think they should have pulled the trigger on giving them the title, but you know, what, what do that, I know? That was kind of, that's literally what my thought process is, is as I said to you the other day, I love Moxley, but if you wanted your company to be shown and respected, you should have given your company to a guy like MJ, the title to a guy like MJF mm-hmm. Moxley. WWE superstar, a WWE champion. He was the first Grand Slam champion of the Shield. You had Chris Jericho as your inaugural champion. Everybody knows who the fuck Chris Jericho is. And he's a multi-time WWE champion, a multi-time champion all over the world. You wanted to establish your company, you should have put the title on MJF. And pulled that trigger once you had that minute you had that chance last night. I would have. I would have. I would have put the belt on him. I would have. 
Here's an interesting thing. Tony Khan, AEW, Cody, all of them, for from the time that they announced AEW all the way up until right now, this very minute, they have promoted AEW as the alternative. They have promoted them as something that is going to be completely opposite of the WWE. If you're tired of WWE, you're tired of seeing their boring stuff, tired of seeing their characters, AEW is the place to be. They're going to they're gonna change the world. But you have John Moxley as their world champion. You have Luke Harper as their TV title holder. And then you got the Revival as the tag team champions. To me, they ain't nothing about saving the world on this thing. That To me, this is Tony Khan is playing WWE Universe mode in 2K20 right now. <laughs> He's trying to be Eric Bischoff without being Eric Bischoff. Well, if he's trying to be Eric Bischoff, then let's see <laughs> let's see what summer program from New Japan is going to rip off this time, right? Because we <laughs> right? all know the NWO was not Bischoff's idea. Mm-hmm. That was all Chono. Yeah, it, it's just like it, it's it's literally that's like the one thing like I have to agree with you. It's literally a whole thing of you guys said, oh, it's going to be different. It's going to be this. It's going to be this. All I've seen is more and more ex-WWE superstars that get to be happy that they get to say fuck (laughs) and flip off the camera because they're bitter at Vince. Whoop-de-doo. And they can stream on Twitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, okay, so speaking of that, Literally, like, they're like, oh, hey, you know what we're going to do on Dynamite? We're going to have a wedding. I'm like, yeah, like, that's not been done multiple times in freaking wrestling. Tell me how that's going to be original. Is Uncle Elmer and Hillbilly Jim going to be there? (laughs) Uh, Probably bad boy Joey Janela, just so he can give away Penelope Ford. (laughs) He's going to show up in his smoke in the bandit car. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I'm, you know, I've, I'm, I'm disappointed a lot with a lot of things that have been going down recently in the last uh, couple of months in the professional wrestling world. Uh, I know I've been way, way vocal about you know AEW and whatnot. There are things in WWE that that annoy me too. I'm a little vocal about that. Oh yeah. Um, but not as much as what AEW has done. And it's not even a product issue that I have. It's a management issue. It's a structure issue that I have. It's, it's a public it's relations. A management issue. Oh yeah. It's a management issue. It's a structure issue. It's the fact that people want to sit there and go, no, it's so great. It's so great. It's so great. Open your eyes and see things for what it is. Oh, and I think a lot of people are based off of feedback that I saw last night. I think it's an inflection point because we're coming up on the one year anniversary that dynamite's been around and uh-huh. you can, you can ask uh, somebody like a Kylie Ray who signed on last year to AEW and then she dipped out about two months in. It wasn't what she thought it was going to be. Uh-huh. And she saw it right away. You know, when it's like your women's division has become a laughing stock that you've literally put your women's division in a, uh, Onto your YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of things of their women's division, um, did you hear of the comment of JR 
last yeah. night to the an to Anna to Anna J. Yeah, about the wardrobe malfunction. Yeah. Yeah. That tasteless. That disturbed me on so many levels. Yeah, you know, when I when I when I saw the clip and I heard it, I thought to myself, and I, I would never say anything like that. If I was doing commentary, I would never say anything like that. Uh, but if I did spill out some garbage out of my mouth like that when I was doing commentary, oh, I would have been torn up. I probably would have been told, stop coming around. We don't need that shit. Um, exactly. Especially what even disturbed me even more is you're a 68-year-old man and you're saying this to a 22-year-old young girl. Yeah. Like that that just disgusted me. Yeah. And you know, I can understand if it was like something that like maybe they had planned out or something like that. If it was, you know, a situation like that, it would be a whole different story. Um yeah. from, a, from a fan standpoint, it wouldn't be because we still have to hear it. But I don't think she knew he was gonna say that. Hell, he probably didn't even know he was gonna say that, which makes it even scarier that if he didn't plan that and that just blurted out, that then Dude, we don't need somebody like that doing calling the action. If the, no, if the women it's are like out you know, you are you already don't already they already got rid of Excalibur without even announcing that they've got rid of Excalibur. Yeah, for his comments, and rightfully so. You know, no offense, Jr., but that that's no. You know, I'd rather hear Tony Schiavone and Taz than hear comments like that. Yeah, JR is a thirsty man. Uh, he's put out a lot of tweets. Um, some are questionable. He, some I know are probably <laughs> little inside jokes between he and friends. But He literally comments on every single female wrestler from WWE to AEW thing about how hot they look in some of their bikini photos. And it's like, dude. We get it. You've lost your wife. We feel for you that you lost your wife. But calm down there, horn dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was. I, I don't want to get into that. That was a very unfortunate situation with with Jr. losing his wife, Jan. But um, yeah, Jr. Right now, definitely, I think needs to be put in check with certain things that that he puts out there. Like I couldn't care less what he puts out there on his Twitter. That's his Twitter. Do whatever the hell he wants. But when you are on the air and you got a live mic, JR, come on, man. You know better than this. You got more experience than than Kat and I have been alive. Straight up. Yeah. Well, I don't know. AEW, I think they need a lot of work. Um <laughs> well, I watched like the first eight weeks of Dynamite, and i I thought to myself, after two months, if I'm not hooked, it's not for me. I tried to chime in and watch an episode in January and an episode in February, and it still felt the same way. I Obviously, I keep up with the news. If there's clips that are out there, I check them out. It's just not for me. It is just not for me. I literally showed my friend the clip of the fact that they had Jericho and uh, Orange Cassidy in a mimosa match, and they just went, I'm legit just disgusted and disturbed because <laughs> literally my my friend's exact response was it looks like they he just threw jericho in a big giant uh bowl of piss 
<laughs> yeah, that that did not look kosher at all. <laughs> I think I think that sums up AEW as a whole right now. <laughs> Jumping into a big butt, a big bowl of piss. Oh yeah. I think they are the big bowl of piss. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for uh, this week's afternoon quickie. Uh, Tony Khan, AEW, <laughs> Matt Hardy, bunch of crazy shit going down in, in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and that, you know. They're so happy to have fans, yet your fans are literally trying to attack your wrestlers. Hey, man, that's what they get for having that 24 <laughs> set. Oh, wrong company. <laughs> no, literally, I guess the fan tried to, like, jump Mox. I know. As I Mox that. was walking through the crowd, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I saw both clips of that. As Security was on their game. I'll give mm-hmm. them that. But still. I think security was the only ones working last night that knew what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. All right, Kat, before we head out, any final thoughts, any plugs, anything like that you want to get out there? Mm, no. My final thought is literally AEW stand up and do better. And then maybe, just maybe, I'll start paying attention again. Right, fair enough. Uh, my sentiments exactly about AEW. Please give us something that us non-fans of your product want, uh, you know, to, to give us a hook because we don't want to see AW leave. We don't want to see them end uh, more places out there for people to work the better in the business. Um, we just, you know, just because it's not our cup of tea now, doesn't mean that it can't be our cup of tea later on. Uh, taste buds change over the years. So exactly. that's all, that's all we're asking. AEW. Just give us, give us a small handful of things for us to get excited for um that's 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 not too much to ask right nope all right ladies and gentlemen i want to thank everybody out there for tuning in to this episode of the ring scoops podcast right here on ringscoops.com youtube.com slash ring scoops anchor.fm slash ring scoops if you would like to follow ring scoops on social media it's twitter Facebook, Instagram, all with the same username, Ring Scoops. And also twitch.ringscoops.com if you want to check out some of the live Twitch feeds. Uh, the streams that we do, it's like Slam and Jam and whatnot. It's good stuff, man. And uh, of course, prowrestlingtees.com slash ringscoops as well for all your Ring Scoops merchandise. Prowrestlingtees.com slash ringscoops. That's it for this episode of the Ring Scoops podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Until next time, I'm that Ring Scoops guy saying thank you, good night, and be cool.